Hey there, welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guest is Brendan Aronson, the 20-year-old American midfielder who just made his debut for Salzburg in Austria. We've had some great guests lately, including Pia Sunhaga, Drake Hills, and Ada Hegerberg. I also encourage you to check out my new podcast series, American Prodigy, The Freddie Adu Story. All eight episodes are out, and you can binge all of them to your heart's content now. Now, here's my interview with Brendan Aronson. Our guest now, coming in from Salzburg, Austria, is Brendan Aronson, the 20-year-old American attacking midfielder who made his debut for Red Bull Salzburg on Sunday after moving over from the Philadelphia Union. Brendan, congratulations on everything you're doing over there, and Thank you. thanks for coming on the show. No, no, I really appreciate being here. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get this conversation going. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so you made your debut uh, with Salzburg yeah. during the 62nd minute of a 2-0 yeah. win against Altak the other day. Lead me through it. How did you experience your first game over there? Yeah, no, um, I was just super lucky to get on the field. I think that... It was great because we won the game, of course, and it's all it's also coming into a game. It's 1-0 at the time, and I know we scored right away, but it's 1-0 at the time, so you're just kind of coming on and you want to defend a little bit more than you want to attack to defend the league since we're away from home. But yeah, for me, I think it was just an awesome opportunity, and uh, we won the games, and I just think it was awesome for me to kind of get how the league is, how physical it is, how fast people close you down. I think that's a little bit of a difference between the MLS and here. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do it too much, but it would be interesting to sort of play the compare and contrast game a little bit. Like, lead me through a little bit of what you were just talking about, maybe some of the details of of what you're sensing from the league there. Yeah, no, you can tell the league is a lot, really physical. It's, It's very physical, and that's something that I need to bring to my game myself because I'm on the smaller side of guys. I've never been able to really gain weight like that. But for me, I think it's just lifting more, getting used to the league and the physicality of it. And also the way people defend, I think it's just more aggressive. People, like uh, the team, I'll give you an example, like the team was sitting back on the weekend. So, But when you get into their half, people go in hard. They close you down really fast. So I think that's a little difference between the MLS and here. Yeah, that's probably what I'd say. Okay. What have the training sessions and and the levels of those training sessions been like over there so far? No, the training sessions have been very, very high. Since the time I got here, it was almost like a little like shock because of how fast things are and how aggressive people are in training. And and I think it's credit to the coaches because the coaching staff does a great job of pushing players day in and day out to work their hardest because every training session is something to prove. And I think they do a great job of you train, you play. You know what I mean? It's it's that kind of memo here. And I think that uh, if you train well, you're going to play in the game. And that's what's happened so far. And I think that, yeah, I think that the, the level here is really, really good. You obviously have an American coach there, Jesse Marsh, who I think it looked like picked you up at the airport when you arrived. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? How involved have Jesse and his family been in welcoming you there? Yeah, no. So he didn't pick me up from the airport. I think that was some kind of miscommunication. But when <laughs> I got here, he was the first guy that uh, like he came to the hotel, he picked me up. 
And then he took me with him and his family around the city. He showed me the training facility, the leaf ring facility, which is the academy, and then just showed me around the city a little bit. What did you see? I've never been to Salzburg, actually. What's it like? Oh, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. It's something that Americans don't really see because it's so old and so rich in culture. And I mean, there's castles, there's just all these ancient things, you know what I mean? And it's, it's crazy, the history. I, I really want to look up the history and everything that kind of happened there because there's so much. I remember uh, a couple years ago, I visited Jesse uh, in Leipzig uh, yeah. when he was there for a season as an assistant coach. And Tyler Adams had just come over about a month or two before that. And yeah. it was interesting talking to both those guys at the time about sort of when Tyler first came over, Jesse and his family wanted to make sure that they felt welcome and that if they needed any, if Tyler needed anything, he could go to Jesse, but he yeah. also didn't want to, he said he didn't want to do it too much and make it feel like you were smothered or anything. Yeah. Is, is a li that a little bit of a description of how it's been so far with you and Jesse? Yeah, for sure. I think that that's a perfect description. I think that he's the kind of guy that doesn't want to be too much because he doesn't probably want teammates thinking like he's doing a lot with me, you know, that kind of thing. So, but he's he's done a great job with kind of coming to me. It's the first like two weeks of me being here, really. So taking me to do film, learning the tactics, um, introduce me to the team, introduce me to the physios, all that kind of stuff. And I think that he does a great job with that. And, I already feel like I'm part of the team. That's cool. That's really cool. How much English is used over there? Are, are you starting with any German language stuff? Yeah, so I've started, I started back home for eight weeks. I did like a basics class kind of thing coming over here. And then when I got here, I've probably taken four or five classes because the first week was media, getting to know the team. I didn't, want to have to, I didn't really want to have to worry about that at first, but then... For the next, the past two weeks, I've been doing three classes a week, so I've had like five or six classes. Okay. Easy, hard? <laughs> it is a hard language. It is a very hard language, but um, I, I think I'm starting to kind of pick up some sayings, all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, Jesse uses a lot of words over and over again, so I'm already picking up those kinds of words, you know? Does he coach trainings in German or English? He does German, almost everything, like meetings. Um, yeah, meetings, training, all that kind of stuff. Like it's, everybody uses German here, Okay. but everybody can speak English. Everybody speaks good English here, which is, which is awesome. So you got, Salzburg has Villarreal uh, in uh, Europa League and yeah. that's coming on February 18th, uh, round of 32. Villarreal is currently in fifth place in La yeah. Liga in Spain. Are you already getting fired up thinking about being in European competition or, or is that too far away for you to think about at this point? Honestly, I mean, it's always in the back of my head. I mean, playing European soccer has always been a dream of mine. But I think that there's so many games that we have. Like we have three games a week for like three weeks, I think, something like that. So we play Wednesday and then we play Saturday or Sunday again. So it's, it's crazy weeks and they're flying by. But for sure, I think in the back of my head, playing a Europa League game is always going to be there. And especially against Villarreal, which is such a historical team, always do well in La Liga. I mean, for every soccer player, or a lot of soccer players at least, there's always been this dream of going to Europe. And I, I, I suspect that's the case for you. And I'm wondering, now that you've just started that, this thing you've been waiting for, for a while, 
like how has it met your what you imagined it would be oh it honestly i think that for me it's gone like i wouldn't say better than i ever thought but i would say that because in the back of your head you're always like you're coming to a new area like it's going to be weird at you for first like you don't really know the players you need to learn the system but for me i feel like everything's almost came like like really well for me like the teammates have been fantastic i mean the coach is fantastic the uh, assistant coach everybody here's just been amazing so i can't speak enough about that and i feel like it's just been such an easy transition for me i mean not having my regular place yet is kind of hard but i mean everything else is totally fine how has the virus impacted sort of the move it, like it would it have been in what ways would it have been different if the virus hadn't been happening still yeah, I think that I probably would have came over a little earlier mm-hmm. to train, to do that kind of stuff. Because like when I had signed, probably would have came over, looked around, got to see the city a little bit more, all that kind of stuff. But really didn't affect it too much. I think it was just the first time me being here was when I arrived. And then it's the first time me being here, I'm trying to explore the city, but I also have football to worry about. You know what I mean? So it, it was definitely a lot going on for the first two weeks. But now I think I'm finally starting to settle down. And everything's going well now. So you you obviously came out of the successful homegrown development system of the Philadelphia Union. I want to take a step back a little bit here. What age were you when you first joined a union-affiliated team? And, and what did they do there that made your development experience special? Yeah, I think that at such a very young age, the union does a really good job of putting you in a professional environment. And I think when I was 11, I was going to hotels and I was being treated almost like a pro. And I think that's what the Union Academy does so well. You have the school, you have great training because of coaches and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing, the coaching staff and all that kind of stuff. And then just the professionalness of it. Like you have buses you take to games, like you do like really good bus, like just all that kind of stuff. And I think that's what helped the team and me get to the next level. What were the biggest influences on your soccer growth early on, and what did those people do? I mean, I have to start with my dad. Um, he's my biggest influence my entire life. He still coaches me to this day. I mean, he's the first really guy that I call after my game to like know how I did and all that kind of stuff. And he's like my biggest critic, and it's always been like that my entire life. And he's the guy that introduced me to the game. And yeah, I can't thank him enough because whenever I'm off, he's my coach again, you know? So it, it's awesome like that. And then really all the Philadelphia Union Academy coaches were fantastic for me. I think they all taught me different things and then helped me along the way. And even national team coaches. And yeah, I think that every coach I've had has helped me in some way. What would you say is the most challenging thing you experienced coming up the ranks with the union? Um, probably the most challenging was how small I was. Um, I've always been a small guy. I've always been not strong. I never really had the genetics of getting like putting on weight fast, and I've never been like that. I've always been a small guy. So for me, it was my when I was 15 playing with the 16s. I didn't play much at all that year. Um, and it, that was like the first year where I hadn't played and it was weird for me and I wasn't playing that well to be fair. And I was kind of growing into my body because I hit this growth spurt. I grew like five inches and I felt like a baby giraffe. So it was just like, it was a weird time for me. I was still smaller than everybody. So I think, yeah, that was definitely the biggest challenge. When you say earlier that you are going to hit the weights, it's physical over there. 
how how much of a change body wise are you looking for when you start embarking on that? For me, I, I think what makes me a little bit different, like as a player, is I am I think I'm quick and I have I can like use my body to get out of situations that kind of stuff. I don't want to lose that. That's something I don't want to lose. It's just more core, more of an upper body, like just like strengthening some areas, you know. But I don't want to get too big. Like that's something I don't want to get because that's not what football players are really about but definitely just getting stronger to hold my own like in challenges and then just 50-50s and stuff like that. Let's take a quick break from our interview with Brendan Aronson and I'll ask you a question. Do you ever want to watch Spain's La Liga or the Copa Libertadores and get frustrated because they're not available on your cable system? You should try a streaming service I use that I love. It's called Fanatis with a Z and you can watch all the action from La Liga, Copa Libertadores, and other international leagues and tournaments live and on demand from your favorite device, whether it's a mobile phone, tablet, or directly on your TV with the Fanatis app. You can also watch the top leagues from France, Brazil, and Argentina. Fanatis features channels you know, like BN Sports in English and Spanish, Gold TV, and many more and it costs as little as $7.99 a month. If you'd like to try Fanatis for yourself, you can get a free week-long trial by clicking on the link in the episode description or by going to fntz.co slash grant-fz. One more time, that's fntz.co slash grant-fz. Thank you very much to Fanatis for sponsoring this episode. Fanatis, the world's largest stadium. Who are the players that you most enjoyed watching as a teenager? As a young kid, it was always Steven Gerrard. Uh-huh. But, and Kaka. I loved watching Kaka on AC Milan. That's when Serie A was all over when I was a kid. And then when I, like now, I, I probably have to say, like I have a new player each week. I'd probably say like Bruno Fernandez right now. I've always liked Modric. Yeah, Messi always, of course, and just those kinds of guys. So are you a, a consumer, an active consumer of watching soccer on TV? Yeah, always. I'll have, I'm trying to still figure out the services over here because it's different than home. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I think that for me, I think I'll have it on from like four o'clock to, I know at home <laughs> it's earlier, but like here it's like at four o'clock to like 12 o'clock. So I'll just have it on my laptop just going. And I've really enjoyed watching you in MLS and, and with the union and, and the vision that you have on the field and in seeing things develop before a lot of other players do and then having the guts, the boldness to make a pass that not everyone would make. Where does, where does your vision on the field come from? How did that develop? Honestly, I feel like I've been like that for really my entire life. I think I was always complimented like that as a kid. Like I would see passes like not really like kids would see at a young age. And I think that's from just having a football mind and just watching games and just putting myself in situations and having a dad that told me my entire life, take chances, take chances, take chances. So I think I just developed that at a young age from watching and just my dad just being on me about take chances. Like you're number 10, you're going to make mistakes, but you still got to take chances because that's how you have your team score goals. You mentioned your dad being such a big influence. What's his name and, and sort of what's his soccer background? Yeah, my dad's name's Rusty Aronson or Russell Aronson. And his 
background is he went to Monmouth University to play Division One, and then he played professional soccer when there really wasn't a professional soccer in the United States. And I don't know what it was called. I think it was called the NASL at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like before MLS, and he played in that. And um, he's now the coach of the club I used to play for, Real New Jersey. He's a coach of the few teams, and he's like the head guy of that club. And I know your your younger brother Paxton is also with the union. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm told, plays a somewhat similar position to you. Um, what kind of impact have you guys had on each other over the years, and and your your dad? being in that as well, I would assume. Yeah, Paxton, he's my best friend, but my biggest rival at the same time, you know? He, we've been best friends, we've been with each other our entire lives, like we do everything with each other. And that's just something, we've had such a good bond our entire lives, and then when it gets to the, the, the pitch, and the soccer field, it's, we're not best friends anymore. It's, it's competition, whatever we do, finishing, passing, anything, it's just a competition. and. My dad's done a good job of kind of not letting the competition get into our friendship. And I think that's the best thing. And I think that, um, yeah, we're, we're really competitive. And I think that's what kind of made us the players we are today. It's funny. The only person in my entire life I have ever thrown a punch at was my best friend in college. Yeah, yeah. Something there. But like literally my best friend was during a basketball game. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. like it like. It sounds like you're very close to Paxton. Is like, are you guys in touch daily, regularly, while he's experiencing what he's experiencing, and you're experiencing what you're experiencing? Yeah, Paxton's Paxton's funny in that sense because Paxton is a little bit of a cool breeze. He uh, <laughs> he doesn't really, some. I have to check up on him. He won't check up <laughs> on me. But he has done better. He has done better with this. He does. FaceTime me now and then, and I'll, I'll FaceTime him more, and I'll text him and that kind of stuff. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm of course I'm checking up because I want to see how the first season's going to go. I want to see what the, the union look like this season, so I'm going to be constantly calling him about that and just seeing how he's doing because I would love to see him play this year, and I think it would be awesome for him to make the bench or just have that starting role like I did when I first came in. What's his age right now? He's 17 right now. Okay, I think 17 gotcha. turns 18 wow. in August. And you won a supporter shield last year with the union. Uh, the, the club has really shown that they can develop young players, really good young players. And yeah. Mark McKenzie just made a move, just got his first game with Gank. Have you been in touch with Mark at all about what he's going through over there? Yeah, uh, I congratulated him. I was super happy for him when he made the move. And I haven't texted him in like the past week. And I bet I texted him about congrats on the debut and stuff like that. And I... I'll check up on him and see how it's doing. And for sure, I think that he's someone that kind of came through the union ranks like me and we'll always be really good friends. And I think that uh, we're going to keep that friendship. And I think for guys like for me over here, like you have to keep the friendships. You have to be on the phone for a certain amount of time because you don't want to lose those things. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's always good. And for sure, I'm going to check up on him and see how he's doing. We do have a FIFA date coming uh, the last week of March. Have you had any contact with Greg Burhalter? Are are you hoping to be a part of what I think is going to be a, a European-based camp? Yeah, the last uh, I heard from Greg was just like, congrats on the move at the last camp. He was just saying that you're going to do great, all those kinds of things, just stay positive and stay confident. And I haven't I haven't talked to him since, but um, for sure, I'm hoping I'm really hoping to get into that to that squad because that European squad is 
really, really good. And I want to be a part of the future. And that's something that will hopefully happen. And we'll see where it goes from there. So you arrive in Austria mid-season in, in January. What are the, how does that work? Because I, I remember when I, I talked to Jesse about Tyler Adams coming in at Leipzig in January. And at the time, Jesse was like, it's, it's not as difficult as you think it might be to come in mid-season. And, and Tyler brought like a, a burst of energy to that Leipzig team that he thought was, was useful. How has that transition gone in terms of like getting to know players on the team and and coming in midseason like this? Yeah, I think for me, I think it it isn't hard as people think it is. I think maybe it's easy to have come in at the beginning of the season because then you're like kind of going through the same things as everybody else. But really in Austria, I think there was a pretty big break for them. I think they had two weeks off where I had four weeks off, but I was still training and doing that kind of stuff. But really for me, it really hasn't been too hard at all. I feel like I've come in and uh, the guys have been great with me yeah the football is pretty hard coming in because the intensity and with the way people train yeah that's tough but I think I, I kind of getting used to it now and it's getting a lot better and yeah I, I don't think it's as hard as people some people think it is when you look ahead to the half season that's left over there how do you want it to go yeah um I mean <laughs> for sure I'm a competitive guy and I want to win any trophy that's on hand right now I mean Europa League Austrian Cup and Austrian League, that's, that's what you hope for. That's what every player wants is trophies and winning. And I think that's what, that's what I want. And I want to be a part of a lot of trophies my entire life. So for sure, uh, winning, winning all those trophies. Brendan Aronson has just joined Red Bull Salzburg in Austria. Good luck over there. Congratulations. Thank and, and thanks for Thank coming you. on the show. No, of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. I'd like to thank Brendan Aronson, as well as producer Chris Whittingham. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time.